live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end, destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. So everyone here is pro-Trump. They said Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump said Kevin McCarthy should be Speaker of the House. I disagree. Look, I, I love President Trump. I'm going to vote for him in 2024. I'm going to campaign hard for him. But HR was not always his best thing. It was not only the best people. I mean, I remember having to deal with Jeff Sessions and Mattis and Tillerson and Bill Barr. Bill Barr. It was sort of a parade of horribles with some of the people he chose inside of Washington, D.C. So maybe we ought to have a choice come out of the House that represents the conservative center of our caucus. I'll be for Trump for president, but I will not follow him in supporting Kevin McCarthy for speaker. Lauren. Like I said, we have to have accountability here, and without that, Kevin McCarthy's not speaker. There has been no agreements made on that, and how can we believe anything else moving forward? So maybe things change on January 3rd, but um, President Trump should take a look at what is actually being said in the House of Representatives right now. And so, so Matt, yeah, 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 by the way, like I remember having to go and beg and plead for subpoena power the last time we were in the majority, and we had Paul Ryan and Trey Gowdy standing in the way of the accountability that could have reined in the FBI and the Department of Justice before they did all this additional damage to our country. And Kevin McCarthy was like a wallflower. He was sitting on his hands, never did anything to help us, never spoke up to help us at all. So now I'm supposed to believe that when he needs my vote, he's all of a sudden going to be like some big alpha giving us the authority to get answers. It's a total puppet show. It's a parade. And the people here know it and see it. And you know what? If Kevin McCarthy was on that stage today, he'd get booed off of it. And for good reason. So... I got to ask you, though, everyone here is pro. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is where uh, Matt Gates uh, stands. And that is where uh, Lauren Boebert, uh, at least for the time being, stands. You can tell that, you know, she had a very wishy-washy, you know, maybe things change by January 3rd. Maybe they don't. But as it sits right now, folks, there's five, maybe six staunch Republicans that are, I mean, real MAGA conservative Republicans that are like, no way. I don't care what this person says or that person says. And I got to be honest with you. I know some of you might be with, go along with President Trump on this one. Some of you might go along with Marjorie Taylor Greene on this one. But I got to tell you where I stand personally is no way Jose on Kevin McCoward. Not now, not ever. He's bad. He's bad news for Republicans. And I'm going to tell you what, you all know the definition of insanity. So if you all want to just go with the status quo and have the McIdiots in there again, the, the, the triplet of McIdiots, well, then we're just, we're just going to continue to chase our tails uh, in circles and we'll get nowhere. So that is really what we're up against. You don't have to take anybody's word for it. All you got to do is look at the past. Look at the past. Has Kevin McCarthy ever done anything good for the Republican Party? Not for himself, for the people. Never, never once. And the only time you saw him at the border is when he started uh, really starting to get gather up votes for uh, a potential speakership if the House of Representatives was to come back to the right side. And it did. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. So I stand with Matt Gates on this one. I stand with Andy Biggs on this one. I stand with the people that are standing against um, Kevin McCarthy, period. It's no good to have him there. Ron and McDaniel, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McChina, they're all bad news. Every single one of them. None of them will do what's good for the people. So to just roll over and say, well, maybe we'll just give it to them because they deserve it. I don't agree with that either. And it's okay. And this is what I love about this party. I really do is you would never see Democrats <clears throat> this divided 
over somebody because they all stick together no matter what. They don't have a sense of identity. We do have a sense of identity here. And you know what? One person can change the world. So five people can change the Republican Party. That is the way I look at it. And I say stand strong on your convictions. Do what God is leading on your heart. Have some integrity and stand up. Trust me, it's not going to go to a Democrat. Never, never, never. They're not going to give the House of Representatives over to a Democrat. They just won't do it. That's the fear that they're going to put in you, but they're not going to do that. Now, here is where where we will really um, separate the, the men from the boys here, is if these five or six Republicans are able to stand up strong all the way till the end, no matter what, you watch what Kevin McCarthy does. If Kevin McCarthy goes and gets five Democrats to vote for him, then you know everything that Matt Gates and I just told you is 100% true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I am your ever so humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting and brought to you always by, as always from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it, it is an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so very much. Um, I want to give a lot of thank yous out right now. We got a lot of stuff in the mail, folks. We got a lot of presents. Um, I don't have time to show them all tonight, but we got a lot of stuff in the mail, and I at least want to acknowledge everybody, okay? Uh, Diane Budzillo, the nativity scene with lights made by Diane Manger um, <clears throat> activity. And that was for Lily. And I'm, I'm, we're, my wife's got everything on packaging and getting ready to show. So I didn't want to take from the pile yet. But uh, we wrote down everything. So I just want to make sure I say thank you to everybody. What a beautiful gift. Thank you. Angel from Mountain Life Threads. Thank you so much for that. For uh, the, uh, she, she made this little baby unicorn. Like this, this horse unicorn that says Lily on the belly. Truly amazing. Annette Smith, thank you for the Christmas cards. And thank you for the EMF uh, protection bracelet. That was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you very much. Kathy and Mark Randall, God bless you. That was the garbage pill kid. Guys, if you did not see this earlier because the, 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 the show is messing up, we finally have the garbage pill kid of the White House. Mean Gene, obscene Kareen. Obscene uh, Kareen, the garbage pill kid of the White House. That's what they sent earlier. I've been waiting for that. I absolutely love that. Truly, truly remarkable. Uh, thank you for the, uh, the Christmas card as well. Shelly Rose, God bless you. Thank you for the donation, the Christmas card, and the cards to put in packages. Those are awesome. You're all going to get these little tiny, um, these little tiny cards that say where to watch us and all that. Really cool. And I'm just, I'm gonna, we're going to put those in all the, uh, the, the purchases on the store. Robin, Robin Garrett and family, thank you for the Christmas card and the donation. Joe Cheshera, thank you for the soldier of God that now sits right here. Let me see here. See if I can show this to you a little bit better. Yep, I can do that right there. Check it out, folks. This right here, this soldier of God. Now, this uh, flag is supposed to be in the other hand, and he's got an armor of God uh, seal shield on the, on the, uh, the flag, but the flag broke in transit, so we're going to get that fixed. Very awesome, very awesome gift, and I want to thank you so very much for this because this is now, not that I don't love Mike Lindell, but I think that is better than the Mike Lindell uh, that used to sit there. So thank you very much. Um, Okay, where are we at here? Kim Bertram, thank you for the Christmas card, the note, and the donation. Colin, uh, Colin Cobishop, thank you for the donation. Karen Cecil, God bless you for the Christmas card, the gift, uh, and the donation. Thad and Carol Zier, or Zier, thank you for the Christmas card and your donation through the mail. God bless you. Mirna Maverick, twenty sixty five. Thank you for your card and your donation. Susan, um, Susan and Michael Burgeon. Thank you for your card and your donation. David and Connie Stam, uh, Starmer, thank you very much for your donation and card. Uh, Marie Woodward, thank you for your Christmas card. Uh, thank you so very much. Betty, Betty Atkins, thank you very much. Ed Evans, thank you for your letter. Justin and Hope Uphoff, thank you very much for your card and, uh, and your donation. Lily and Judy George, thank you very much. Lamston and Terry Katzen, God, or Lamston, Larry and Terry Katzen, thank you very much for your card and donation. We got four more, folks. Barbara Valkima, thank you for your card and donation. Stephen and Marilyn, Dockendorf, God bless you, thank you. And for everybody who sent gifts for Eli, thank you so much for doing that. 
Willie and Joanne Bays, God bless you. Pamela Schrate, God bless you. And Art Nettler, thank you very much. And for the gift for Eli. You guys are truly, truly kind and remarkable. We will never, ever, ever forget you. You're always in our prayers. Thank you so very much. Um, and I want to give you a quick holiday schedule, ladies and gentlemen. There will be no shows next Monday, the day after Christmas. But Friday this week, even though we're not doing a 5 p.m. show anymore, I will still be doing my 9 a.m. show and my 11 a.m. show. Mike Crispy and Unafraid uh, will not be here for the noon show, and I'm still waiting to, uh, to find out if Anna and uh, Sean and Kevin are going to be able to do a show. So that's where we are right now. We have 553 rumbles. Let's go, go, go. We've got 2,800 people watching. I would truly be uh, very honored if you guys can share this video out and make sure you rumble. Let's go to the Lord now. Every day with Jesus is what we're going to read from. Because we did not get to read from this earlier today. Because we had quite a remarkable Rise Up show this morning. And we got into a very personal story of mine. Which if you do not watch the Rise Up podcast, definitely go back and watch that personal story. It took up the last half of the show. <clears throat> Here we go. Luke 1, 46 and 47. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my soul hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And this is titled, Choose to Rejoice. That's it. Just choose to rejoice. Gabriel told Mary that her cousin Elizabeth was in sixth, the sixth month of a miraculous pregnancy as well. No doubt Mary went to see her because she hoped Elizabeth might understand that she was pregnant without having had sexual relations with any man, including Joseph. Mary was bound to be <clears throat> apprehensive. How could she expect anyone to believe she was pregnant without sexual relationship? These verses reflect the absolute joy that Mary felt when her cousin confirmed all that had happened before she told her anything. Mary had already rejoiced in her spirit. She believed Gabriel and experienced the Holy Spirit, spirit overshadowing her and conceiving Jesus. Now she rejoiced with her soul, too. This is very important. Sometimes people criticize believers for their outward display of emotion toward the Lord. They say things like, they're, they aren't in the spirit. The truth is that rejoicing in the spirit and rejoicing in the soul. Where was I there? Uh, in the, rejoicing in the spirit and rejoicing in the soul are two different things. Our born again spirit always have the fruit of joy in them, but our souls only rejoice at certain times. Rejoicing in our souls is, a, is our choice. And when you think about it, it's actually hypocritical not to magnify the Lord with our souls when our born-again spirits are already rejoicing. The whole concept of being under the control of the Holy Spirit when we dance, lift our hands, and speak in tongues has kept many people from doing these things. Actually, our spirits are always rejoicing and praising God, and we can praise Him with our souls and bodies whenever we choose to. Like Mary, we can choose to rejoice and magnify Him with our whole being. Follow the lead of your spirit today and rejoice with your soul too. Incredible book by Sam and Linda Magia, Every Day with Jesus. And I was thinking about this today, folks. Actually, I was thinking about this over the, over the weekend. Uh, can you imagine how Mary, like, when she first, when she was thinking about all of this, I mean, uh, women were deceived before, men were deceived before by, the, by, by a serpent. A serpent pretended to be nice and, 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 and basically just, um, you know, nice and comforting to Eve and made Eve believe the serpent, which was Satan. And you, that had to have crept up in her mind. It had to have crept up in her mind that Satan was deceiving her here, coming to her as an angel. It must have been just a very, very, uh, uh, very surreal thing to have happened. Um, and definitely whether she was in the spirit or not, the, the fleshly part of her must have had, must have wrestled with this for a long time. But thank God, thank God she believed Gabriel and gave birth to the one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. Truly remarkable. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll get to business, ladies and gentlemen. Please, your voices all together, along with mine, Lift up to the Lord, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You know, a lot of people ask me, why do you do that same prayer every single time before your show? Well, because that was a prayer that Jesus said that we should do, and I will always pray over something as important as one of our shows here on LFA TV. Nothing is just thrown out there. Everything is done with a purpose. We're all here together. Let's lift up our cups. I hope you're joining me in a little bit of Rise Up Coffee. Here we go. Let's have our first slurp. 3,000 people watching. Let's make it 4,000. That can only be done by you. Here we go. As predicted on this morning's show, I know this morning's show is very hard to watch, but we, we, uh, we predicted that the January 6th committee would definitely have a criminal referral of President Donald J. Trump and associates around him. Many charges between uh, everybody combined, and that is exactly what happened today, ladies and gentlemen. Now, remember, if you had the opportunity to watch the show this morning, number one, a criminal referral from this kind of a committee to the Justice Department is literally just template, ladies and gentlemen. This is par for the course. This is something that's just procedure, whether the court uh, excuse me, whether the DOJ chooses to litigate it or not, that is a whole nother thing. Now, just to keep in mind, before we get into the story, the DOJ was already investigating President Trump surrounding January 6th. They were doing it at the same time or in tandem with the January 6th Unselect Committee. However, there was some evidence or <laughs> evidence that the January 6th committee had, and there was evidence that the DOJ had, two different sets of evidence. Now the evidence is combined, and the DOJ will continue to move on. This does not mean that they will do this. However, this is 100% their ultimate goal, period, point blank, period. Their goal is to indict Trump bring him up on charges, and arrest him. Can you imagine how great that would make them feel? Although it would all be in vain, none of it would stick, and it would just be a cheap, a cheap attempt and their last attempt and their Hail Mary to try to make Donald Trump ineligible to run for president. It's not going to happen. Now let's get to what happened. Yes, the January 6th committee did approve final report and criminal referrals against President Donald J. Trump. Lawmakers on the congressional shamuary uh, 6th committee have conducted their final hearings, ladies and gentlemen, and they have uh, they brought him, they not brought him up on, they referred criminal charges to President Trump and to the people around President Trump, including his lawyer at the time. Quote, we've never had a president of the United States stir up such a violent attempt to block the transfer of power. Now, he is right about that. You've never had a president try to stop the transfer of power like President Trump tried to get the government to do legally and never mentioned once that anybody should do it illegally. And yes, we were trying to stop the transfer of power. The difference is we were trying to stop the illegal transfer of power, not the actual legal transfer of power. He says, I believe nearly two years later that this is still a time of reflection and reckoning, said Democratic Representative Benny Thompson, who is probably no smarter than Mayor Eric Eighth Grade Adams of New York City. The committee made up of seven Democrats and two rhinos who is who are Adam uh, action figure ankle biting Kinzinger and Miss Piggy, the yellow Teletubby uh, Liz Cheney recommended numerous charges against Trump, among them federal charges of including conspiracy to defraud the United States as well as an attempt to incite, assist, and aid in comfort and insurrection. The charges stems from Trump's alleged oversight of the brief uh, Capitol riot of, on January 6th, which critics and commentators have argued was a violent attempt to overthrow the United States government, even though nobody brought a gun. And the only people that died were people like us, we the people. The committee could vote on further charges in addition to the three to be considered. Those charges stem from an early report on January 6th. Not only did they refer those charges, but they also referred charges um, against people like Andy Biggs, against Trump's lawyer, against so many other people. The, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is nothing more than a referral. Now, if you listen to the show this morning, I predicted that their number one goal is going to be to indict and arrest President Trump. It will go no further than that. However, that did spark a lot of fears from people that say, 
if they indict and arrest him, they'll kill him once they get him in custody. They will treat him like the January 6th political prisoners, and he'll be stuck in prison, and nobody will be able to do anything about it. The difference between the January 6th political prisoners and Donald J. Trump is you would have an actual civil war on your hands if they did that. Not to say that we shouldn't have one while you lock up political prisoners, but there would be an actual civil war. And I'm sure the Justice Department and every fake news outlet and every government alphabet agency is weighing the pros and cons. Do we really think that this would happen? Do we really think America would have the spine to stand up for such an egregious, tyrannical reach of power? I guess that remains to be seen. But we knew they'd bring up, or we knew they would refer charges. But again, this is boiler, you know, boilerplate, template, whatever you want to call it. This is procedure. This is something that you knew they were going to do. However, they would not have done it right now if they had not lost the House of Representatives. So all you people out there that don't believe that winning the House of Representatives was a big thing, do you think they wanted to give up that power? Now, they hope that they'll be able to continue to have that power by having their buddy Kevin McCarthy in there, which is why I played the cold open today with Matt Gates and pray to God that Matt Gates, Andy Biggs, and the rest of them stand up strong and tall against this tyrannical uh, push to make Kevin McCarthy the leader. And I would not doubt it if Kevin McCarthy goes and gets five of those Democrats to replace five of these Republicans. But ladies and gentlemen, long story short, time is now. The time is now. Faith over fear. Nothing will happen. He is an anointed man. Amen. Says Lil Miss 62. Amen. Let's have a drink of our coffee if we can. While we are having some uh, sip of our coffee, maybe you guys have Rise Up Coffee. Maybe you don't. But if you don't, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just take a sip of your coffee or whatever it is that you're having a drink on while we pull up the Rumble chat tonight. I want to thank the people that have already Rumble ranted. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. $50 from 1869 Rifleman who says, Merry Christmas, Eli, from Art and Anna. And Thomas Taylor, $20, use as needed. These people understand how imperative these Rumble rants are, and I want to thank you very much. Save Arizona with Carrie Lake, says Larry Reha. Larry, I love you, brother. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Who else we got in here? Amanda Collins, I want the real men in there to finally stand up. Amen. Amen. Sly 57, Lynn Fur, that would be great. Faith, 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 says Becca 79. We will break him out of jail if they arrest him, says Melissa Steffi. Freezing again, says 812. Oh, that's that's sad. That's sad that we're freezing again. That is really sad. I hope we can get past this again. Doesn't look like... Mine is freezing and rewinding. Freezing again. Froze on the Rumble app. I really apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I really do. Hopefully we can bring this back on. Froze here too. Freezing, freezing. This freezing thing on your show. Didn't do it on loud or crispy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, ladies and gentlemen. I am not sure. We're going to continue to try to stay live. Again, I, I don't think this is a... Um, because are we freezing on the app as well? Ladies and gentlemen, we're having a lot of weather problems up here lately. So you just it, it could be that as well. It probably is on my end. So it looks like it says we're, the show is done. All right, we're just going to wait to come back. I'll text. I'll text uh, hold on. This is a bummer. I know it is, folks. I know it is. I'm just as bummed out about this stuff as you guys are. Eli, you want to check the uh, things in here? Says we're back, right? But it'll probably freeze again. Only during Jeremy's Rumble channel must be hacked. Yeah, we, we're working on this, folks. We, we don't know what it could be. It could be a thousand things. Uh, what the hell? Only his show does this, LOL. Yeah, I know. I know. Freezing, freezing. Again, now, again, we had snow this morning, so could be that as well. 
Uh, I'm going to try something real quick here, folks. Again, apologize for this. Is what it is. We can only do so much. Can only do so much. Let's try to set something different here. Maybe we can help it out. Oh, unbelievable. Are we uh, live on the, are we live anywhere else? Your volume is way low, said somebody. I don't blame you, Jeremy. It's all right. And we don't know who is it. We don't know who it is. We don't, we haven't been able to pinpoint why this is happening. It looks like we're back and, and, and going though, right? No? I can see you now. Okay, it looks like people can see us now. No? You have a lot of snow in New Hampshire. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Freezing and buffering. All right, fire stick is good now, and stop apologizing, dang it. <laughs> well, you know, some people are just jumping, just jumping in for the first time, so, you know, I want to make sure they know what's going on. You're back and forth freezing again. Thank you. You're perfect now. Video's perfect now. Okay, well, let's have a drink of our coffee and let's praise God that we're still here. How about that? All right, we're going to move on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, After all of this happened, all right, after the January 6th committee, because I believe we're all right there again, after the January 6th committee uh, decided to to give their criminal referral, I want to show you how worried Donald Trump is about this, ladies and gentlemen. Because as soon as this happened, Trump trolled Cheney for her primary losses. <laughs> this is why I love this man. This is the Donald Trump that I love. After the House Select Committee investigating the events of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, voted to refer him to the Department of Justice for criminal charges, Donald Trump mocked committee member Representative Liz Cheney and represented, uh, the, for, uh, for the representative from Wyoming for losing her primary contest by a decisive margin. The committee unanimously voted to, uh, to refer Trump charges. We already talked about that. Trump's curt response to the committee vote was to reference Cheney's impending departure from the White House, saying on True Social, but Liz Cheney lost by a record 40 points. He offered no context and did not directly address the criminal referrals. However, he did this just after their criminal referral. Just plain quote, but Liz lost by a record 40 points. That is Donald Trump doing what Donald Trump does best, trolling Liz Cheney. You got to love it, ladies and gentlemen. If you love President Trump and you agree, please rumble this video right now. And if you have not done so yet, please share out this show. Now, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney seems to be very worried that Donald Trump could become president. So I take this. So this is the way I look at this, because Mitt Romney's now come out and warned Democrats saying that Donald Trump has a very reasonable chance of winning the presidency in 2024. Now think about that, ladies and gentlemen. That's Mitt, Mom Jeans Mitt Romney, okay? Who's the biggest rhino, biggest rhino in the wild, okay? Biggest rhino. He is now warning Democrats, hey, Donald Trump's got a very, a very reasonable chance in winning for, uh, the t- presidency in 2024, Okay? During a climate change forum hosted by the Washington Post, (laughs) Romney slammed Trump, who announced last month that he'd be running for president. Romney said it was not rocket science why some Trump-supported candidates failed during November's midterm, calling it the kiss of death. Goes on to then say the difference between Trump's nominees and others is not their policy, but whether they subscribe to the president's lie about the 2020 election. If we focus on uh, obsession with his loss, I think we're going to get stuck with candidates who lose. Okay. Then he went on to say that he would absolutely not support Trump. He's the party's not if he's the party's nominee predicting he will lose. He says, look, I voted to remove him from office twice. Romney said, what a loser that guy is. He then goes on to warn the Democrats, though, that Trump has a very reasonable chance, a very reasonable chance of winning in 2024, regardless of all of that. So let me ask you this question. If Romney is so scared that Trump has a very reasonable chance of winning in 2024 and he's warning Democrats of this, then why, A, why would he warn Democrats if he doesn't want him? That's him saying to the Democrat, look, either Whatever you're doing is not working, ramp it up. Or, ladies and gentlemen, do whatever you got to do because if you don't stop this man, he's going to be the president of the United States of America. That is Mitt, Mom Jean's Mitt Romney working with Democrats openly, warning them 
that he's got a very reasonable chance. So that's a dog whistle. And no wonder why all of this criminal referral crap is going on. That's a 100% dog whistle saying, do what you do, whatever it is that you got to do. Please do whatever it is you got to do. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Unbelievable. Well, not really. Speaking of rhinos, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to Wisconsin for a minute. Because if you guys remember, rhino uh, speaker Robin Voss, he just kicked off, he just kicked Janelle Branchett. Remember Janelle Branchett? We've talked about her many times here. She was like the election warrior in Wisconsin. Well, speaker Robin Voss, he just kicked Janelle Branchett off the election committee there. And arguably the, the person standing up for election integrity the most, okay? Assembly Speaker Robin Voss has removed State Representative Janelle Branchett from the Elections Committee that she had previously chaired. While leading the committee, Branchett launched an investigation into the 2020 election in direct conflict with the probe headed by former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman that Robin Voss signed off on and then ended up firing later on anyway. Branchett, a a Republican from Menomee Falls, often butted heads with Robin Voss, even endorsed his primary opponent in August. Last month, she was kicked off the Republican caucus, or kicked out of the Republican caucus, excuse me. This isn't corrupt Voss's first action against Branchett. In November, Voss kicked her out of his GOP caucus. And now, ladies and gentlemen, kicking her off the election uh, integrity committee, the election committee altogether. Why are these people so afraid of people just trying to make sure that things are safe and secure. Think about that for a minute. You and I know the answer to this, all right? What are you saying is at time, but video is behind. Okay, so everybody knows why Robin Voss would do this, but let's look at it from an independence point of view, all right? Let's look at it from a person who is decided, I don't know what's going on here, I hate politics, all right? These people are removing people from committees that have to do with election integrity, when all the people that are pushing for the election integrity want is more secure, not voter suppression, because they're not saying that somebody without this, that, or the other can't vote. They're just saying more secure ways of doing an election. Wouldn't you just listen to that as a normal person and say, well, wait a minute, what what ways are we not safe? Well, you have this, 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 and this. And these ways are easily uh, hacked or they're easily, there's, there's easily uh, fraud activity in, in surrounding these. All you have to do is say that. And a normal person would go, well, wait a minute. Okay, that's just like doing a security audit from an IT company or an IT point of view. You go in, you assess the situation, and you go, you have these points in which you could be attacked. Do you want to leave these points open to any, any attack at all? Like, do you, do you, there's a small percentage of a chance that somebody could get in through this firewall or somebody could get in through this back door and take down your entire company. Would you allow that to happen? No, you wouldn't. No normal, rational person would allow that to happen. No business owner would allow that to happen. So why would you allow any possibility of fraud in an election unless you want fraud in an election? It's that simple. You don't have to be a, uh, you don't have to be a, a Republican or a Democrat to understand that. That's just basic auditing. It's that simple. Speaking of business owners, ladies and gentlemen, we didn't do any of these this morning because the feed was so bad, but we're going to do them now. And let's go and talk about covidtaxrelief.org. If you are a business owner or you were a business owner during the COVID-19 lockdowns and making you uh, deeming you essential or non-essential and you tried to stay open and you kept your employees working, then you are eligible right now. And it's like a 90% chance you're going to get it up to $26,000 per employee. Same thing if you had a church and they forced you to shut down. Same thing if you're a 501c3 and they forced you to shut down. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, you are eligible for this money if you had W2 employees, whether you kept them on the payroll or whether you were forced to shut down. Okay, just go to covidtaxrelief.org. We actually have the, uh, a f- the friend of mine who's, who I'm working with to get this money for people. He's coming on the show tomorrow to answer some questions that people have. So just go to covidtaxrelief.org or tell your friends or family about this if they were involved in a business or a 501c3 and go get that money. They passed it. They printed it. They passed it on the backs of your children. So you might as well go get it back. It's that simple. It is really that simple. Okay. And everybody said, much better now, I refreshed. I assume that's why nobody's watching on Rumble here, 
But if you are watching on Roku and Fire Stick, it's good to be back on Rumble now. And you can come back and please give us a, uh, a Rumble and a share, okay? Moving on, Twitter Files Part 7. Released today, ladies and gentlemen. That show that the FBI 100% did all that they could to protect Hunter Biden from the laptop story. Because in protecting Hunter Biden, they protect Joe Biden. In protecting Joe Biden, they protect Barack Obama. In protecting Barack Obama, they protect the entire left-wing apparatus that works for the NWO, China, the WEF, and George Soros. Get the drift? It's pretty much that simple, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty much that simple. Everybody's talking about Robin Voss. Yeah, he really is a piece of work. So let's get into this. Let's get into these Twitter files, part seven. And by the way, LFA TV's first documentary of 2022 will be to break down each release of these Twitter files and exactly what they meant and who was involved, who it affected, and everything. That is our first documentary that we'll be working on. And Sean Farish and of Loud Majority will have a big part of that. So that will be the first documentary that comes out 2023. Gosh, I can't watch. Jeremy's mouth is not working with the voice. I'm watching, chat, and listening. I apologize. I apologize. Sorry about that. Anyway, moving on, folks. Um, The Twitter files. The FBI and Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, Part 7 of the FBI and Hunter Biden laptop, Michael Schellenberger puts out. How the FBI and intelligence community discredited factual information about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings both after and before the New York Post revealed the contents of his laptop on October 14th, 2020. Now, recall back in Twitter Files Part 6, we saw the constant contact between the FBI and Twitter, Twitter employees. In Twitter Files Number 7, we present evidence pointing to an organized effort by representatives of the intelligence community, I see aimed at senior executives and news and social media companies to discredit the leaked information about Hunter Biden and after it was published. So this right here shows you a direct collusion between FBI, which is our government, and news and social media companies. Again, it's going to be Facebook and YouTube. We're going to get to the bottom of all of it, obviously, ladies and gentlemen. Did somebody just say, Justice Robert blocks 42. Is that a, Eli, can you see if that's, if Justice John Roberts is blocking um, title 42? Is that blocking it from ending? Is that what you're saying? We're going to look that up. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what Twitter was doing or what Facebook was doing, excuse me, the FBI was doing was colluding with, with Twitter in a way where they were saying, as far as the Hunter Biden laptop goes, discredit at all costs anything any information coming out about hunter biden have 10 things to dispute every one real factual thing that comes out this way we will literally do a 24-hour wrap-up smear campaign on this and we'll just do it 24 hours a day now remember biden was just on camera saying two weeks ago not two weeks ago that this is how you do things. You, he's blaming the Republicans. You say the lie over and over and over and over and over again. And sooner or later, somebody believes it. Sooner or later, somebody believes it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's what they're doing here. They wanted you to believe over and over and over again through social media and through the news that Hunter Biden's laptop was fake news. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Justice John Roberts blocked Title 42 from ending. You know what? I was not prepared to do this tonight, and I will never, ever, ever say that Justice John Roberts is a great judge or a great man, but I will say, as it pertains to this, he's now going to get the Smarty Award of the day. Let's go ahead cue the music. Here we go. For the first time ever, Justice John Roberts, ladies and gentlemen, is blocking Title 42 from ending. We got to give him the Smarty Award of the day. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we give it to him? That's a good move, regardless if he's a Bush lackey. Amen? Put a temporary hold on it. Okay, thank you all very much. I love that you guys are my reporters when I'm live. I love that. Okay, so here we go, the FBI thing. They're literally telling them what to and not to. I mean, if that is not the utmost collusion and, 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 and breaking the Constitution in every way, I don't know what is. Who's going to hold these guys accountable? 
Where are our district attorneys? Where are our attorneys general with this information? Why are they not filing charges immediately? Why are not attorneys generals around the country filing charges immediately, federal charges on the FBI to hold them accountable and the DOJ and everybody else? Where are they? Where's our, this, this, ladies and gentlemen, is what our founding fathers were talking about. When your government becomes tyrannical, what do you have to do? We're there. We're there. But miracles are happening every day, says V. Maxter, and I believe that's true. Thank you, Lord. Let's give this time right now to thank the Lord for that blocking. Amen, right? Huge news. Huge news. Temporary is better than not at all. I agree. I agree. He's growing a brain and some, you know what, hopefully, says KW420 Michigan. And amen, God is moving right hand over America. I believe. So, but ladies and gentlemen, that's not the worst of it, by the way. Do you want to know what's even worse? Is we also found out that the FBI used taxpayer money and paid $3.4 million for administration costs related to the staff's time at Twitter that they spent working for the FBI. They literally had Twitter uh, executives on payroll. If, ladies and gentlemen, that is an election do-over, 100%. You have to, the, the election, as we've been saying for how many years now, <laughs> two years now, illegitimate president, illegitimate president, illegitimate president, illegitimate DOJ, illegitimate FBI. It's because they're all illegitimate from the very moment they stole the election. And this right here, ladies and gentlemen, is them stealing the election. Maybe not taking votes physically, but with the every intent to take those votes. $3.4 million paid to Twitter employees by the Federal Bureau of Investigations that they took from your dollars, from your hard-earned money, taxpayer money, and had Twitter on payroll. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. I love Twitter drops, ladies and gentlemen. All these Twitter files coming out. In one of the tweets, Twitter reports that the FBI paid Twitter millions of dollars for their work censoring free speech. Again, as Elon Musk said, Twitter censoring free speech is not illegal. The government telling Twitter to censor free speech is highly illegal. Here's the tweet from Michael Schellenberger sharing that the FBI paid Twitter $3.4 million. The FBI's influence campaign may have been helped by the fact that it was paying Twitter millions of dollars for its staff time. Quote, I am happy to report we have collected $3,415,323 since October of 2019, reports an associate of Jim Baker in early 2021. Since 2019. Reminder to Americans, our forefathers who created and signed the U.S. Constitution created a series of laws to protect American citizens. The First Amendment protects all freedoms of speech and other freedoms. That's why there is no such thing as hate speech in America. Twitter might argue that it has the ability to censor those on its site due to a law surrounding big tech. They are correct. But again, when the U.S. government has you on the payroll to do it, highly illegal and especially if it's going to influence which way the election goes because it has direct involvement in a laptop that shows you how compromised the Biden family was. Where are our attorneys generals? Attorneys general, I should say. America deserves the full truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth behind the FBI's actions because this is insurrection. This is sedition. This is tyranny. This is treasonous. I guess treason, treason's greetings from all of us here in America, we the people. These people are disgusting, and they need to face justice. And you know what? We just talked about Biden being compromised. Well, ladies and gentlemen, first, let's go to the garbage pail kid of the White House. Checking in now, ladies and gentlemen, checking in now is the garbage pail kid of the White House. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. This is what she had to say about this. 
Mean Gene, Obscene, Kareen. Check it out. Uh, the latest Twitter files show that the intelligence community was actively involved in discredit. In laptop story, does it bother the president and those at the White House that a government agency like the FBI was involved in suppressing a legitimate news story? Oh, what's the matter? Mean Gene, Kareen. Oh, you know what she said about that? Two different videos here. I apologize. Here's the next yeah, one. I'm, I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going to comment from here about that. <laughs> I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going to comment here about that. <laughs> I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going to comment about that. What do you mean you're not going to comment about that? You don't have nothing to say about that mean gene, obscene, cre uh, Kareem, whatever your name is. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. The Biden administration and everybody in the FBI, Mean Gene, Kareen, Obscene, Pierre, and all the other losers that thought they were going to get away with this. We told you, we told you it was just a matter of time. So you can refer all the criminal charges you want. It's not going to stop what's coming. Now, China Joe, Beijing Biden, he just extended China's beneficial access to U.S. markets. This is insane. And this is treasonous, but this is what we tried to tell everybody. This is what you and I tried to scream from the mountaintops, ladies and gentlemen. Back in 2013, Vice President Joe Biden brokered a deal with China that gave the country access to U.S. Mar markets without having to comply with U.S. compliance regulations that U.S. companies had to comply with, okay? The Sarbanes Oxley legislation costs U.S. companies millions of dollars. I want, are we, are we frozen again? Are we literally frozen again? I'm going to snap at this thing today. I want you guys to all search this. Sarbanes, it's S-A-R or Sarbanes. It could be Sarbanes, Sarbanes, Sarbanes. S-A-R-B-A-N-E-S dash O-X-L-E-Y, Oaksley. Sarbanes, Oaksley, Sarbanes, Oaksley legislation cost U.S. companies millions, if not billions of dollars, in compliance expenses since put into place after Enron collapse of the early 2000s. For some reason, Biden thought Chinese companies should not have to comply with this requirement because they're China. Well, I wonder why. Rather than ensure China com Chinese companies were at least as accurate in the reporting and as well controlled, Biden gave Chinese companies a pass. This deal allowed Chinese companies to obtain billions, if not trillions, in capital, in, excuse me, in capital, not available in China. So they get it in America. And now Biden literally just opened up more access to those markets to China. And you're telling me that all of that information, all of that information on Hunter Biden's laptop, all this information here, all the Twitter stuff, and you can't put it together that this man is bought and paid for by the Chinese CCP? Come on, man. Unbelievable. Audio seems okay. Video is off. Again, folks, we'll get it fixed. Tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow is another day. Moving on. Still good there, Eli? Mouth and, and, and words and all that add up. Eli said he's good, so maybe you might need to refresh on your end. Either way, we're going to keep moving along, ladies and gentlemen, because we've got a lot more to discuss. But before we do, it's almost Christmas, and I don't even know how many of these things are left. They keep running out and ordering more than mini chainsaw, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a few neat reasons why you need to grab your mini chainsaw today. Look at that. Use with one hand. Very easy. Easy install and operate. It's literally just plugging in a battery, putting on the chain and the, uh, and the bar, and you're, out, and you're off and running. Highly efficient at cutting. Lithium battery powered chainsaw takes up to 10 seconds to cut. Uh, takes about 10 seconds to cut a diameter of 15 centimeters. And there you go. Ergonomics design, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody can use it. It's really awesome. So all you have to do is go to TAC. Right, T-A-C-R-I-G-H-T-L-F-A-T-V, right L-F-A, TV, and get yours today, folks. Get them while they're hot, free shipping and handling, and a 50% discount on these for Christmas. They make awesome gifts, and I know that my wife got me a couple of them. I want to run down the street with two of them. Assault mini chainsaws. 
That's what they'd say if they saw you with him. Oh, he's got a Trump sign on the front of his house and he's got too many chainsaws. They're assault chainsaws. He was assaulting that tree and that tree did absolutely nothing to him. <laughs> wow. What do we got here for rumbles? We have 1,040 rumbles. Our, our goal is 1,400 by the end of the show. Let's see if we can get there. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, in Arizona, something that I really wanted to talk about earlier was Sheriff Mark Lamb. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who Sheriff Mark Lamb is, uh, you, you might see him on many of, of Ben's videos. Uh, he's worked very, very hard in the state of Arizona against illegal um, immigration and illegal aliens coming across the border. And uh, uh, this over the weekend, very, very, very heartbreaking story here. Um, Sheriff Mark Lamb lost his son and his infant grandson in a deadly car crash, ladies and gentlemen. This is very, very, very hard to report. It was very hard to read when I read it, and I wanted to go over it this morning. Uh, let's pull up the pictures from the Gateway Pundit here. Um, <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty sad. In a terrible tragedy, Pinell County Sheriff, Arizona Sheriff, Mark Lamb's 22-year-old son, Cooper, and infant granddaughter Laney were killed in a car collision on Friday. Now, from what I'm told, his, um, the, the baby was um, in critical condition for a while before the baby passed. Um, granddaughter, I, I, excuse me, granddaughter, not grandson, son and granddaughter. Uh, Cooper's fiance, Caroline, uh, Caroline Laney's mother remains hospitalized and in critical condition as well. And the two vehicle car crash on Elliott Road and Cole Drive in Gilbert on Friday left 22 year old and infant dead and woman hospitalized in critical condition. This is the this was the report. Gilbert police later named one of the victims to be Cooper Lamb, Sheriff Mark Lamb's son, and stated that the infant was Sheriff Lamb's granddaughter. Quote. We are just so touched and grateful of the outpouring of love, support, and prayers from our friends, the people of Arizona, and the friends from all over the country, said Mark Lamb in an email to the Arizona Republic. We are extremely thankful for those who, uh, citizens and first responders who rendered care to Cooper and our sweet granddaughter. And according to the Gilbert Police Department, a silver truck was traveling westbound at what appeared to be normal speeds when it struck a red passenger car traveling eastbound. The red car had attempted to make a left-hand turn to go north on Cold Drive. Officers and Gilbert Fire and Rescue First Responders attempted life-saving measures on the three occupants in the red car, but Cooper Lamb and the infant were pronounced dead on the scene. Okay, so it was his wife who was in critical condition. I apologize. Uh, the, fi the female driver of the red car was hospitalized with life-threatening injury. So, uh, you know, you hear all these stories like this and then throughout the LFA family of people passing away, people getting sick, um, and you feel sad. I, I wish... I wish there was something that we could do about all this, but the only thing we can do is pray. So uh, I, I say we, we have a, a prayer right now here on LFA a TV for this. Uh, so let's go ahead and do that, okay? Lord and Heavenly Father, we, uh, we just come to you in prayer. We humble ourselves before you, Lord, and we, we know that your will is always done, Lord, and we don't understand your will or why some people are taken from us so early, Lord, but we do have faith in that your will is done, at all times. And Lord, we just pray for the family, the Lamb family, all for all they're going through right now. And we pray for those young souls in heaven and that you look after them and their families during this time of need, Lord. We pray that Jesus Christ will cover their family and touch their family's heart in time of need and that the family remembers that leaning on Christ, all things are possible. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Very hard. Very hard to see, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just reading your comments here. Uh, I want to uh, I want to put on the Rumble Chat real quick here, folks. So let's uh, let's bring up that Rumble Chat again. Here we go. Uh, Jeremy, my youngest son, was in a motorcycle accident last Monday. Shattered right leg from knee down, fractured right foot, multiple spine fractures. He's not paralyzed. Well, amen on that one. Thank you, thank you for the, at least the good news that he's not paralyzed. Amen. Sadly, nothing ever happens. To the illegal immigrants, says Amanda. 
What state did this happen? Arizona. Very, very sad prayers for him and his family. Amen. I live in Gilbert. Sad, sad story, said Ozzy. Uh, I agree. Cal, California, the minute I heard, I assumed not an accident. Yeah. What about the horrible Wiener laptop? All the police say the contents died mysteriously. Had that, ha, has it been destroyed by a, like HRC's emails? Well, that's a true story too. What did happen to, to Wiener's laptop? Uh, Paulette says, I can't stop crying. Well, amen. I, I, it's, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to do this sometimes, isn't it? I hear all this stuff, hear all the news every day. But ladies and gentlemen, we must move on. And I do want to bring on some good news after hearing such uh, tragic news. This is actually good news. I have to follow that up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, healthcare workers who were denied uh, a religious exemption and who were fired unjustly during the administration's lockdowns, uh, folks, they've just been granted $10.3 million by the grace of God in a settlement uh, granted by a court. This is... Good news around the holidays. A judge has granted final approval for the class action settlement for Jane Doe versus North Shore University Health Systems. The lawsuit was filed back in October of 2021 by Liberty Council. Represents more than 500 current and former healthcare workers who were unlawfully discriminated against and denied religious exemptions from the COVID shot mandate. Now, if you guys can remember back then, we were avidly on this case. We were avidly reporting on this case because so many people in the LFA family were, you know, affected by this. And the Liberty Council said in their religious exemption request, the healthcare workers that Liberty Council represents all included their sincerely held religious beliefs against abortion and the connection of all available available COVID injections uh, to aborted fetal cell lines. In fact, all three of the currently available COVID injections are produced by derived from and manufactured with tested on developed with or otherwise connected to or associated with aborted fetal cell lines i guess that was just a conspiracy theory too huh because the judge just took that information and all of that uh, evidence and all of that proof and awarded these healthcare workers 10.3 million dollars and uh, this is, again, this is just the beginning of these lawsuits, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to come out faster and faster, especially if we have the right people in charge of the, uh, the Republican Party with these investigations. Amen? So big, big, big shout out and thank you to God for that as well. Um, somebody who is also a recipient of a lot of money, ladies and gentlemen, was Stacey Abrams. She was a recipient of $100 million dollars for her campaign that she ran. So if she was a recipient of a hundred million dollars and that money wasn't all spent or she can't show receipts for that money being all spent, then why is two time loser Stacey Abrams campaign $1 million in debt? You see these politicians today, they run money laundering operations, ladies and gentlemen, and then they rack up debt and they walk away from that debt and they never paid it. But do you remember? Do you remember when Donald J. Trump, when they were trying to get Donald J. Trump, when he was running his campaign in 2016, saying he wasn't paying his campaign trail debts? Do you remember that? Do you remember when my town that Donald J. Trump came to said that he had a debt that he didn't pay of like 200 and something dollars? So I went and paid it. And I, for, I, I, I literally put the electric bill on a back burner and paid the bill for Donald Trump because they were trying to bother him with $200 bills. Well, she's a million dollars in debt, okay? Stacey Abrams is a million dollars in debt from her campaign, and yet how come she isn't scrutinized every day? But right now, she's a million dollars in debt, and she can't pay her bills, even though she had $100 million in campaign donations. So I am asking the attorney general right now, this is a request from LFA TV, Jeremy Harrell, live from America. I'm asking the attorney general to open up an investigation into Stacey Abrams right now immediately to find out what she did with the $100 million of Democrat donations that probably came through ActBlue and BLM. And I want to know, I want a receipt for every dollar that she spent, and I want to know why she isn't paying her million-dollar campaign debt. That's what I want to know, and that's what I want to know right now. And I believe that the... Uh, the Peach State Georgians would also like to know that, okay? Maybe she put it in gold. Maybe she didn't. But you should put your nest egg in gold. I can tell you that. Eli, can you, um, Eli, can you hand me that paper that's posted right by the door there? 
Mr. Johnson's name on it. So this man today, ladies and gentlemen, I talked to him today, um, Jeff Johnston. He sent me palladium as a gift a while back. He sent me palladium as a gift, and that got me to thinking about precious metals, okay? He sent this palladium earlier this year, back when my daughter was going through the stuff with the schools in hopes that it would help out financially if I needed it to. I've kept on, I've kept held to that palladium, but that moment right there made me realize that when I realized how much palladium was worth and how much copper was worth, that is when I started searching to find out how people like you and I could protect any kind of wealth that we had or any kind of savings that we had, and it's definitely Goldco. They're the best company that I found. They're the people that actually work with you guys the best. They'll talk with you. They have no problem working with you without pressuring you in any way. So go to goldco.com. Big shout out to Jeff. God bless him. Talk to him on the phone today. And uh, just go to goldco.com or call 855 855- 559-3433, and they can help you out today as well. They've helped so many LFA family members already. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, two stories left. Uh, number one, the New York Times has gone full Nazi. They have gone full Nazi, and how did they expect nobody to ever, ever, ever catch on to this and say something about it? I want to pull this up real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put something on the screen, and I want you to tell me what you see right here. What do you see? What do you see a pattern of? Look at this. Eli, are you watching this? I want you to see this. What do you see a pattern of on the screen when you look at this from the New York Times? I'll tell you what I see, ladies and gentlemen. I see a clear and present swastika. I see a clear and present Nazi swastika. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, right in front of you. Clear as day. The New York Times put that out. That is a 100% Nazi swastika, ladies and gentlemen, put out by the New York Times in their um, crossword puzzle. One day after its editorial board published an op-ed attacking Israel, this was the day that they put up a crossword puzzle in the shape of a Nazi swastika. One day. After an op-ed attacking Israel. And you mean to tell me that these aren't disgusting evil people all out there saying, calling us anti-Semites and all that crazy stuff? New York Times Thomas Friedman wrote an opinion piece calling Israel a cauldron of instability and a source of anxiety for the United States government. One day later, they put out a word puzzle, crossword puzzle, In the shape of a Nazi swastika. Let's put that on the screen one more time. You tell me that's not it, folks. Tell me that's not a Nazi swastika. Come on. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you didn't mean to do that and some chance, by some chance, you put a swastika up there and you looked at that and that passed through your editorial board and that went out in papers, you have got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. And this is why these people are going down. This is why these people will crumble. Right here, sick, sick individuals. Call the Nazi times and call them out. Absolutely disgusting. I know there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of problem with Jews today. I get it. But people have had a lot of problem with Jews since the beginning of time. All right? We are a Judeo-Christian nation. Jesus was a Jew. Happy Hanukkah to all the Jews out there in the world as we start Hanukkah. God bless you guys. My wife practices many Jewish traditions just because she finds it fascinating, not because she thinks it'll save her, but my wife loves the Jewish faith, and Jesus was a Jew. So big shout out to all the Jewish people out there watching today, and shame on the New York Times for putting that up. How dare they? There was no way that's an accident. That was done on purpose, point blank, period. Evil, disgusting people, folks. That was intentional. And now I want to end the show with this. I never thought I would see the day where so many Hollywood actors who sat up there holier than thou, criticizing all the anti-vaxxers, they're all coming out and apologizing in the form of talking real truth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, legendary Hollywood actor Tim Robbins, who's looking old and defeated now, actor Tim Robbins stuns Hollywood with a commentary on COVID lockdowns and vaccines as he sat with Russell Brand for a a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about time people start waking up. Check it out. This was changed as well. We went into lockdown. 
with healthy people and with children. And that didn't seem to be wise to me. So um, I'm not a scientist. I'm not uh, a doctor. I don't know the intricacies of, of uh, data on this. All I can respond to is as some, uh, someone that has is concerned about what the result of those doctrines, that policy had on us as human beings. And it's not good. We turned into um, tribal, angry, vengeful people. And I, I don't think that's something that is sustainable for the earth, that we start demonizing people that don't agree with our particular health policies and turn them into monsters, turn them into uh, pariahs, um, say that they don't deserve a hospital bed. Uh, I think about, you know, people that have made bad mistakes in their lives where they take too many drugs and they overdose and that's totally their choice. That's totally their responsibility. Yet we take care of them. Yet we bring them to the hospital. Exactly. Yet we save their lives because we're compassionate, because we, we want to make sure that people live. And this turned. It turned into you should fucking die because you Sorry have not complied. That's incredibly dangerous. Sorry for the language there, but he was exactly right. He's, in, he's exactly right. But he used to be for lockdowns. What this is showing you, folks, is that the house of cards is crumbling. So I want to end it with this. I know they're coming after everything. They're coming after your finances. They're coming after your livelihoods. They're coming after your faith. They're coming after your children. They're coming after your ability to shop or not shop or go or not go or get vaxxed or not get vaxxed. But I have, to, I have to tell you, folks, for the people that actually stayed long enough to listen, you're not losing. You're winning. They are crumbling right before our eyes. They are at a point where they can't do much more. The indictment and possible arrest of Donald J. Trump is nothing, but it's all they have left. That's it. There's nothing above that. That's all they have left except for all-out war. So we're nearing the end of this fight. And that's good news. And I think I will leave you with that. And that's what I like to report to you guys every day. The stuff that's really going on in this world, not through the eyes of the fake stream or, or fake news mainstream media, but through the eyes of somebody who's a godly person who feels that we are actually doing something good and great things are happening. Folks, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to JeremyHerald.com if you guys order by tonight. We will try to get it to you before Christmas. We thought 2 p.m. might be the shutoff. But we're going to try to get it there no matter what. And please, please, please sign up to be a one-time or a monthly donor. Because as I predicted... We lost donors by cutting out a Friday night show. So it is what it is. I love you all. God bless you. Keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close. Keep spreading the gospel. Have a great evening. And we'll see you in the morning at 9 a.m. for Rise Up. Have a great night. Peace.